You gotta love horror fans. You know, they love to bitch and moan and complain about remakes that are too similar to the original, that don't change anything, that feel pointless. But then you have the horror fans that love to bitch and moan about remakes when they do change things, or when they do try to be different and new and fresh, and not just tell the same story and have the same story beats done over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Hey everybody, this is CJ the Lone Wolf here, and welcome to the very first episode of my Lone Wolf podcast. Before we get into the meat of our episode, I just want to take a minute to discuss um, why I decided to do a podcast and hopefully maybe clear up a couple things for the one or two of you who actually even care what I have to say. Um, I've been struggling for weeks, months, really, about how to do a movie reviews, what the best format would be, what would be the best way for me to record so I can put out more videos and more content. And I love doing movie reviews. I love discussing, talking about movies with my friends, and I love engaging with people in the comments. I just, I love talking about movies, and I feel like I bring a really fresh, fun perspective. And so I've decided that I, um... I've decided that a podcast, I feel like, would be the best way for me to make content about uh, specifically movie reviews that I can upload to my channel and also put out as a uh, podcast. Um, it means less editing for me. It means I can upload more. I can finally fulfill the promise I've been trying to make to upload weekly. Um, and then I can also have these videos be additional to the videos I plan on making for the channel um, like my short stories, short films, uh, retrospectives, uh, video essays, anything like that. Uh, most of my movie reviews and probably any sort of lists or any sort of special topics I want to talk about will probably be recorded on the Lone Wolf podcast and then uploaded to my channel. Um, I'm viewing this uh, podcast as just an extension of the channel. And that, uh, like I said, it's going to allow me to post more. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. So, without further delay, let's finally just jump right on into our meet. And as you can tell by the episode title, I'm going to be talking a lot about the new remake of Pet Cemetery. Now, this movie uh, has caused a lot of division and a lot of um, mixed reactions from across the board. Um, the buzz from when the film was uh, came out at South by Southwest, um, the film had a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics were really well behind it. It, it seemed like the hype uh, going into the release was um, it was going to be um, a, a really special treat for us horror fans and Stephen King fans. But as the draw, as the release date got closer, the score started coming down, more reviews started coming in, and then the fan reviews started coming in after the movie came out, and let's just say that this is no longer the critically acclaimed beautiful um a, a masterpiece that we all thought it was going to be it's a much more divisive much more hard to swallow movie and i i, I having seen the movie and um having thought about it for a week i can definitely tell where the division is coming from and i can definitely understand why so many horror fans and why so many movie fans weren't so enthralled with this movie but i am going to come out and say that i for, for the most part really enjoyed the movie and i mean that sincerely 100 percent uh part of that comes from the probably from the fact that i have not still not seen the original pet cemetery i've not read the book i wasn't very familiar with the story i kind of avoided watching the original pet cemetery because everything that i saw from it everything that i heard from my friends about it it all sounded like it was going to be a campy hot mess 
And I am going to watch the original. I have it on DVD, actually. I still haven't seen it yet. But I am going to watch it. And I might end up doing a review on that as well. Maybe do a comparison between the remake and the original. Um, I have been told by everybody to stay far away from the Pet Cemetery sequel. Um, I, I've it's made lists of the worst sequels of all time. So I have no interest and no desire and no immediate plans to watch Pet Cemetery 2. However, um, I did see the remake of Pet Cemetery, and I will I have a lot to say about it. So without further delay, why don't we get right on into the core of this video, the review of Pet Cemetery. As always, I like to start with what I liked first, then go into the negatives. Um, I have all my notes right here, so I'm sorry if you see me looking down at this or flipping through. That's why I'm going to be doing a podcast, because I really don't feel like editing this stuff out anymore. <laughs> Um, but I mean, um, above, above everything else, I felt like the ending, I, 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 it feels weird to start off a review, uh, talking about the ending. So, you know what? We're not going to do that. I'm going to talk about everything else first that I liked and then I'll talk about the ending because the ending is by far my favorite part about the movie. Other than the acting performances, I thought that the acting performances from across the board, the cast, um, the kids, um, even the, the pet actors that they got to play the cats, um, that, that was, they, hands down, uh, whoever did the animal training for this movie, you did, you brought your A game, you did a really good job. Um, my favorite actor in the movie was definitely Amy Simetz. Um, I've been a big fan of hers ever since I saw her in AMC's The Killing. I think she was in season three. She played this young mother of a teenage a prostitute slash runaway and her daughter ends up going missing at, at the same time that they discover all of these uh, dead bodies and all these murdered uh, girls and so we get to see her journey from an uncaring mother to an unconsolable wreck of a human by the end of the season her acting was really strong in that show it made me a fan and then I saw her in uh, You're Next um, saw her in some other stuff she was in 2017's Alien Covenant which I thought still, I still love that movie, hands down. I thought she was one of the best parts about the movie. She had one of the best scenes in that movie. So when I saw that Amy Simetz was going to be starring in this Pet Cemetery remake, I was very excited to see her. And I thought she did a really good job. Um, she plays the mother, Rachel, and I felt every bit of her emotions. I felt every bit of love and tension and outright repulsion and horror that she felt towards the entire movie and everything that was happening around her. Um, I thought she was very believable. She um, had probably the best character arc. She had the best dialogue. She, she should have been the main character. If anything, that if they changed anything, it should have been swapping the roles of the wife and uh, father. I felt like the movie would have been a lot stronger if Amy Simetz had been in the lead. Um, but that's not that to say that Jason Clark didn't do a good job because he definitely did. Um, he kind of gets a bad rap. Like he's been in a lot of wannabe blockbusters and movies that have a bad negative reputation or he's being seen as like a, uh, not that good of an actor like a ripoff of a more higher class um, Hollywood actor I don't know I've seen all sorts of weird criticism thrown about him I actually think he's a really decent actor I saw him in last year's Winchester that was another movie that got bashed by critics and I mystified why I don't understand why that movie got 
a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought he was good in that. Um, I've seen him in other things. He was solid here. He was a really great, strong family man. Um, I believed him. He felt natural. I liked his scenes with uh, the kids. He felt like a really loving, devoting father. He really sold the horror of um, and the tragedy of the the when the big event happens. Um, fuck it. It's a, this is the spoiler uh review when he, when the kid when his daughter dies and eh, he really sell both of them both of the actors sell sell that tragic horror and silent anguish that every parent dreads going through and then he even goes into even more crazy what the fuck territory when he when uh, the daughter ellie comes back to life um i thought all that stuff was fantastic like there's a solid 20 minutes from the point where he goes to dig up her body for when she comes back for when he's in the bathtub and she he's adjusting to having his undead daughter back that that, that was great i would have loved to have seen that fleshed out more um one thing i was thinking of um that they could have done for this movie and I, maybe i'm glad that they didn't because they tried to be original and do its own thing but i would have loved to have seen maybe a little bit a hint of death becomes her where um the daughter ellie decomposes and then he has to use he's a doctor so he has to repair her body or um reset certain things and keep her ma- appearance maintained um i would have liked a little bit of that that could have been great it could have been something new and different a uh, fresh direction to go in but maybe that would have been too similar to death becomes her and that movie is so fabulous that i w- i would prefer it not be ripped off and it not be remade and it stayed its own thing but um yeah absolutely every um the cast gave amazing performances the kids did a really good job the daughter who played the ellie i think she's an unknown actress she did a really good job i was impressed even the little kid the uh who played gabe uh, i don't know what his name is but um as a three-year-old he he had really expressive eyes um he was very delightful very charming he really sold um his youthful innocence but the actor is probably five or six so that comes naturally um um, I, yeah, I thought the acting, hands down, really great stuff. Okay, moving on, um, another thing, the probably my second favorite part about the movie outside of the acting and the ending, uh, was the atmosphere. I felt like this movie was very well directed. It had a heavy gothic atmosphere that, fe- if this, this felt like a world. This didn't feel grounded. This didn't feel more realistic, a grittier, darker reboot. I mean, it definitely was darker and grittier, but it didn't have, like, that level of realism that a lot of horror movies try to bring to the table these days. And there's a place, there's a time and a place for realism in horror, and I don't feel like this is one of those times or places. I feel like this story is kind of outlandish. It's so over the top, and it it's it, it packs a powerful punch. I don't think the the horror would be less. I think if they had tried to make this more realistic, or to make a dial back on the atmosphere and the fog and all the background atmospherics that was going that were going on, um, I, I I thought it was great. I thought that when they were adventuring into the forest, when they got to that burial ground, when they got when they got the actual pet cemetery, um, all of the set design was really well done. I loved the design of the pet cemetery. If that did that part felt like a real like what a real pet cemetery would look like in a small main town. Um, it had a classic Stephen King vibe um I, I I and some people don't agree with me with this some people feel like the movie was way too over the top with the atmosphere that it didn't feel uh, grounded or ri- gritty or realistic enough 
I don't know. Maybe we saw two different movies. Uh, maybe it's because I don't have the nostalgic attachment to the original that a lot of other fans do. A lot of the reviews that I've uh, uh, watched that have been the most critical have been the f- people who are fans of the original and the original book. So um, I can't connect uh, on that level. So that's probably why my opinion is different. But honestly, I really thought that all the camera work was good. There were a lot of these overheads. Um, the opening shot was a really great overhead that panned from the pet cemetery with, um, and then over the neighbors' houses. And the, there was a fire. It was a flash uh, forward, and then we flashed back. Um, I thought that was a great way to open off the movie. Uh, it had a lot of uh, mystery about what was going to go on. Where did the fire come from? We went to all the different locations uh, of the finale before we actually even got there, which I thought was really cool. That was a really great opening scene. I thought that was really well done. Um, and I felt like there there wasn't a, a whole lot of gore, so I felt like it, it just made it feel more timeless. And I the horror wasn't lessened because of the gory effects, or they didn't elicit a reaction, except for in the beginning of the movie when there's like a, an automobile accident, and a, the, there's a really great effect where a guy's skull is open. You can see his brain. That I thought that was really well done. I loved that. Um I, this movie just it the it was so otherworldly. It felt like a real horror movie. Um, it, it, I was it was escapism, fantasy in its finest form within a horror film. I thought personally, I don't know, maybe I'm not making a whole lot of sense here. Um, I'm just trying to summarize and um, articulate my thoughts here. But um, yeah, I know I thought it was gr- I thought the atmosphere was great. I thought it, I didn't think it was like super scary. It, it had me on edge though a lot. I would definitely my heart was pounding in a lot of scenes. A couple of jump scares got me. Um, yeah, and I, a movie, a horror movie, did its job well if it was able to do at least that, in my opinion. Um, but moving on, I also really enjoyed the use of practical effects and the special effects makeup. Like I said, um, in that uh, hospital scene was really well done i thought the reliance on good old-fashioned practical effects and crafting an atmosphere based on mood lighting uh score um fog everything that came into play there are so many factors that came together that really sold the horror of this story and um yeah i i could the, and as i mentioned before the uh, actors the cat actors that were playing church the cat um if those were animatronics they looked fantastic um i don't think any of it was cgi i feel like i would i feel like i would have noticed if it was cgi but if they used any animatronics which i feel like they would have had to in certain scenes um they those were hands down amazing but i don't know if they used any uh, animatronics so i don't i can't say for sure if they were great or not um but if they were they were fantastic um like I said, gore makeup was great. Um, the practical effects makeup for Zelda, Rachel's sister, uh, the, all the twisted spine uh, stuff she had going on in her back—that was scary. That was really gross. I could barely even look at that. And that's the kind of like body horror. It's not gory, but it's still body horror. That's the kind of stuff I really like because it gets under your skin without it being gross or without it being like squicky or distasteful. I should say. 
Um, but yeah, no, effects were really great, and um, I thought that the story was really well written. I thought the script, screenplay, uh, I thought the plotting was it was very well paced. Um, it didn't feel overlong, even though I feel like it's about two hours. Um, there is a lot of exposition and a lot of like tension and scene building and world building in the beginning, probably the first hour of the movie, honestly. Um, and that's another. Um, criticism i'm seeing a lot from other horror fans and a lot of moviegoers and that's another thing that mystifies me because we complain about movies that are too fast or don't have enough character development don't have enough story don't have enough exposition whatever you know we complain about horror movies that focus too much on jump scares and not enough on the story and characters and this movie definitely does that it focuses way more on the drama and the horror and the characters than it does on setting up these cheesy jump scares which the movie does have plenty of that's most of the stuff that scared me jumped made me jump was the jump scares but um it didn't feel as distracting as it would have in a regular horror film had they not had the other characters and other stuff to get behind um so yeah i thought that the it was really well plotted I thought there was plenty of exposition, plenty of story, a lot of great drama. Like I said, Rachel and her sister Zelda, that was really good. I didn't know about that. Like I said, not a fan of the original, never read the book, so all that stuff was new to me. I thought that was really uh, cool how it was woven in throughout the entire story. Um, from what I've heard, apparently the stuff with Zelda doesn't come into play in the original movie until the very end. Um, so I thought it was great that they stretched it out. Um, they set some stuff up. Um, there were a couple of cliche scenes um, with, uh, with with jump scares and that I felt could have been cut or it could have been done differently. But overall, I feel like scenes like that are unavoidable in these types of horror films. And um, they did not detract from the other great dread, suspense, tension building that was going on in the other parts of the movie. I thought that the uh, plotting, it, it moved along. Things happened when they needed to and the finale, I feel like the finale is the only part where things felt kind of rushed. I wanted a, 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 I wanted a little bit longer for us to really live in these uh, circumstances, for Rachel to really feel the horror of having her undead daughter back. Just a little bit more of the cat and mouse game that was going on between between um, uh, the daughter and the family and Judd, the next door neighbor. Oh. Crap, we didn't even talk about uh, John Lithgow. Oh my gosh, I feel horrible for even forgetting him. All right, we're going to rewind back to the acting part real quick. John Lithgow. Uh, Lithgow? 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 I think it's Lithgow. He did a great job. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his, though. I, I, one of his movies I saw as a kid, Raising Cain, scared the ever-living shit out of me as a kid. And that really stuck with me. And... Um, I was I was excited when I saw that he was in this. I'm like, okay, he's going to do another uh, great thriller horror throwback. And um, he definitely had, like, the goriest scene in the movie. Um, I hate anything. When, when you slice tendons and heels, that's just really uncomfortable for me. It always makes me squirm in my seat. And it was really hard to look at because this was really gross looking. It was probably the grossest, only bit of real gore outside of the um autopsy uh, the hospital scene that um was in the movie um but yeah no john lithgow he did a really great job he really sold the old man next door uh, old man next door neighbor i know everything let me just spout off all this exposition that was a it's a largely thankless role but he did a really good job with him 
And I, uh, I also like the little touches here and there. I like that he had uh, tobacco stains around his lips from chewing tobacco. Um, just stuff like that. Yeah, it was real fun. I really enjoyed him. But um, going back to the story, um, I felt... Uh, and like I've said several times already, not being familiar with Pet Cemetery as a story, I was expecting a whole lot of things to happen that never happened. Like, for some reason, I had this image in my head of just an army of undead animals coming out of the grave. Um, I don't think there's a single scene like that in either the book, the original movie, and it's definitely not anything like that in this movie. Um, I, I felt like they could have done maybe a little bit more with that. There's only one pet that dies in this movie that we get to see get brought back to life. And everyone else who dies it comes back to life or human um so that if if, if I, any slight on the story um other than the ones i've already said that would be it i would have liked to have seen maybe more pets in the pet cemetery but um hey that's just me personally um and other than that before we get into the ending um just i loved some of the easter eggs that they had to the other stephen king um movies um there was one for it in there um i feel like this was a really missed opportunity to set up a stephen king like cinematic universe since that seems to be all the rage these days and horror is really hot right now i don't i, I can't imagine why they are not trying to set up a stephen king universe given the sheer volume of his catalog there's probably so many short stories and whatnot that haven't been even been adapted yet that you could do but um i, I but for what it's worth i am kind of glad that they didn't do that they focused on this movie being its own thing and not trying to set up tangents to other movies so the easter eggs really for the fans that's the best kind of fan service i like um not too much was revealed um, I like that not too much was revealed about the actual Pet Cemetery itself, but how the rules worked, and they left a lot of stuff ambiguous, um, partially because the story's been done already before, partially because they are saving some stuff for a prequel, I've heard, which I would be interested in seeing. I would love to see um, more of the Pet Cemetery, more of the history, and how things happened the way that they did. Um, I thought that they could have done a little bit more with the um, Wendigo, but I'm kind of glad that they didn't because then that would have turned this movie into kind of a monster movie. And the Wendigo is kind of an overdone concept character, I think, in horror right now. I think cryptids or um, any kind of creepypasta-esque villain or monster um, is overdone, and we need to really dial it back with that. But that, hey, that's just a personal opinion again, myself. Um, not everyone feels the same way, but I, overall... I, everything I've listed so far, I felt like the good definitely outweighed the bad. And um, the movie itself was probably made amazing for me solely because of the ending. And so if you have not seen the movie yet, if you don't want the ending spoiled, I gave you fair warning at the start of the video. I gave you another warning about five minutes ago, and now I'm giving you a last final warning. Turn away now. Or forever hold your peace. Because I am going to talk about this ending. And why I feel it is one of the best endings in any horror film. In any film period. In a long time. So. A lot of people who are familiar with the Pet Cemetery story. Know that it is actually Gabe. The little boy. Not the daughter who gets killed in the book. And in the original film. Um, he's he's the one who gets hit by a truck. He's the one that gets buried in the pet cemetery, and then he's ultimately the one that comes back to life and starts to murder his family. 
Now, in this movie, they switched it. They made it the daughter that was the one who was killed after doing a kind of brilliant fake-out scare with Gabe. Um, I thought that was really clever. It, you, you, you baited fans thinking that one thing was going to happen, and then, bam, another thing happened instead. And they should not have spoiled that twist, by the way, in the trailers. Um, I felt like the marketing for this movie after the first trailer... First trailer was pretty good. I did a reaction on my channel. You can check it out right now. Um, but I thought the first trailer was great. But then after the second trailer came out, they started spoiling a whole lot of stuff. I feel like that was definitely the wrong thing to do. They should have saved that for the movie. Then it could have been this big twist that everybody talked about. Oh my god, they've, they've switched up the whole thing. I feel like the conversation around the movie would have been a little bit different had the marketing not spoiled everything so much. Um, but, so, going back to the ending, so it is the daughter that comes back to life. She kills the mother. She brings her to the pet cemetery. The father tries to chase after them and stop her and right before he's about to kill his daughter again the wife comes up behind him and stabs him right through the chest with a flagpole or something i'm not sure what it was and kills him and then they presumably drag his body back to the pet cemetery because the final shot of the film is the whole family including the dead cat and i thought that was an especially nice touch um the whole family converging on the car that the father left Gabe in. The, uh, right before the f climax, the father put Gabe into the car and told him not to open the door. Don't run away. Stay there. And then uh, the final shot is the whole family, now undead, coming back to collect Gabe. And uh, Jason Clark just puts his bloody hand up against the um, SUV. And we saw in the intro for this movie... Um, in the flash forward that the we saw the bloody handprint and we saw that the car door was already open so we know that Gabe has been taken by the family and so when this movie ends it's pretty much said out loud that the family is going to take Gabe back to the pet cemetery kill him and then bring him back to life so they can all be together as a family and that was actually the final line that the daughter said before the father got killed is that they could finally be a family again and I love that ending. It's super dark, and it's also kind of sweet in a really twisted way. Because, I mean, as soon as the cat jumped up, up on the uh, um, on the car and we saw, I was like, oh, look, they're all a family again. It's kind of sweet in a really twisted, morbid way. Um, and that's the kind of, those, I love endings like that. I love, uh, I love plot, story, elements, anything like that that gets you talking. It, um, it's like, it, it turns everything back around about family um yeah i i really love the ending and a lot of people don't like the ending and i'm just i i can't i i i'm truly baffled honestly that about, of the reaction that this film has gotten from horror fans like i said in the intro it, it's amazing that horror fans will complain about remakes being too similar to the originals and then they complain when the remakes do try to do new things and do try to be original and tell a different side of the story um, the rob zombie halloween movies come to mind but i i, I will say i am guilty of hating those movies originally. Um, I've since gone back and rewatched the Rob Zombie Halloweens, and they hold up a lot better than most of the other remakes that came out in that time. And I appreciate when movies always get brownie points with me. No matter how bad the movie is, 
they always get brownie points with me for trying to be something different or at least trying something new and doing new things, fresh ideas, even if they're not successful, even if the execution is botched. I still appreciate freshness and originality. And I feel like a lot of horror fans, this is just coming from what I've observed, I feel like a lot of horror fans don't value originality. They don't want to see new fresh things. They want to see the stuff that they're familiar with and they're comfortable with because it's what they like and it's what they know. And I get that mentality, but you you can't expect the rest of uh, horror fans and the rest of the cinema goers to feel that way. Um, I think we've made it pl- pretty clear abundantly time and time again that we horror fans love originality. We horror fans love to see things done again, but in a new, fresh way. I... And, uh, and it's like the issue with the Friday the 13th remake that was supposed to come out uh, not too long ago. A lot of fans were upset that that movie was going to feature a backstory for Jason's father. It was going to be a prequel. We were going to get a lot more story and more drama, more character stuff, which I was looking forward to. And a lot of the people bashed the script, bashed the idea because it was so different from the other Friday the 13th. And I think that there's 12 Friday the 13th movies um that you can go watch. If you want to watch something simplistic that doesn't take any risks, that doesn't give you anything new, that just force feeds you the same crap you've seen over and over again, go watch those movies. Don't demand that every new product that comes out or every remake that comes out be the same as what came before because then you're just defeating the purpose of them even coming out with the remake other than to make money. I mean, let's be real. That's the only reason Paramount probably greenlit this project was because... It was so successful, and Pet Cemetery is another beloved Stephen King uh, masterpiece, uh, p- piece of literature. Um, you the, the prints money, and the box office this weekend uh, proved it. Even though it wasn't a huge blockbuster, it still did pretty good money. Um, but the audience reactions were pretty negative. The critical reactions have come way down from the glowing buzz. A lot of it seems to be centered around this ending, too. And like I said... I don't see why. I really don't because this ending is one of the more powerful, more impactful endings I've seen in a movie in a long time. Um, So yeah, that is pretty much everything I liked about the movie from the acting, atmosphere, effects, story, and that ending. I feel like this movie definitely has a lot to offer. However, as I've said already, it's not perfect and I do have a couple of major issues with it. Um, namely, going back to the story, a lot of the story beats felt familiar because this is such well-worn territory. Even though I haven't seen the original Pet Cemetery or read the book, I'm still familiar enough with the story. And these are kind of these are elements that Stephen King has done before, and I don't know if he's done them better because I haven't read the book or seen the original. But I definitely felt like this movie did them better um, than uh, his other works. But I couldn't help but feel. A sense of familiarity to the proceedings and to everything that was going on in the film. It it didn't feel as fresh for like a, a it felt fresh for a remake and uh for this property. It didn't feel as fresh for like a, a horror film or a film in general. I still felt like they were adhering by a playbook that they were checking off 
things. Um, we got the undead. We got the dead children. Check. We have the jump scares. We have the old man that knows everything. Check. You know, just check, check, check. All these archetypes, all these um, tropes and some cliches that we've seen before. I would have liked to have seen a little bit, um, have them update the story a little bit more other than just playing it kind of straight. Um uh, there was one th- uh, that I mentioned earlier that um, a hospital scene where we saw a p- portion of a patient's skull. That scene itself was pretty cool, but we di- it didn't really serve any other point other than this person to be a ghostly figure that appears in the main character's uh, Jason Clark's nightmares and warns him away from the pet cemetery. Um, I don't think this character was ever established as having a connection to the pet cemetery, so it was kind of weird for me why this character this person in particular was the one that was used to convey um, the danger of the pet cemetery using the nightmare sequences. You could have used uh, you, that would have been a great opportunity to have animals in the scenes, have uh, undead animals attacking you or trying to get you away. Um, use the next door neighbor. Use the next door neighbor's wife. Um, that was another element that was kind of dropped off. Didn't really do anything with. Um, that is a criticism I have seen from uh, fans too that the they completely changed the uh, character of Judd or his importance to the story and his wife namely as well. So that is one thing that I can kind of agree with. Um, I would have liked to have seen more with the wife. I would have liked to have seen her play a bigger part in the story. I would have liked to have seen the pets in the Pet Cemetery play a bigger part in the story. But once again, that's not what the pet story of Pet Cemetery is about. It's about the dangers of this place and the consequences of breaking the natural laws, um, which is a lot, a lot better than just undead zombie animals everywhere, I guess. Um, and then also... The kids with the masks that in the beginning, that was really fun. They didn't do anything with that, though. Those kids never came back. They barely even used those masks again. I couldn't figure out really what purpose they served other than to look cool for the trailers and to lure the family out into the um, forest to begin with. And maybe that's the only point that they did serve, but that's not good screenwriting. So um, they need that's something that they should have worked on, definitely. Um, either exercising them completely or build up their importance to the story a little bit better. And probably, as I said, the movie is pretty dark, and I'm normally okay with that, but there were one or a couple of scenes that I felt the movie was playing it too dark. And I felt like they could have used Jason Clark's character as the dad if they had made Rachel the main character, they could have made Jason Clark the comic relief character. And not like a, a Marvel spouting one-liners every five seconds kind of comic relief. Do stuff that's just natural to the story. Feels, um, it doesn't feel um, so disconnected. Um, that's one issue I had with uh, Jordan Peele's Us. I felt like, unlike Get Out, the humor in Us was so disconnected from the story or from what was happening in those scenes. It, it was really jarring and it took me out of it for several times. Um, and like I said before, some of the cliche jump scares just didn't work for me. Some of them did. But that's the kind of stuff that I don't want to see in horror films at all. And But they just keep doing it. So it feels it feels stupid, honestly, to even complain about jump scares in a horror film. Because that's what most modern horror is. Go look at any one of the Conjuring films and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah... Overall, like I said, I felt Pet Cemetery 2019 did a fantastic job of 
rebooting this property and bringing it into the modern day with everything that's happened in horror films and the horror genre since the 80s i felt like the filmmakers did a great job of bringing that new modern sensibility to the story while still remaining faithful enough to the core structure yet allowing the film to take new twists and turns that we wouldn't see coming. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I had a blast watching it. My friend Noah went with me. We both agreed that the movie was uh, pretty great. We were mystified by the reaction. And we also had a really fun time making fun of all the trailers that came in front of the movie. Seriously, they so they show so many trailers nowadays. I don't even get in. I, don't, I, I plan accordingly, too. When I go to the movies, I, I'm always like, okay, if I'm running late, no big deal. That's going to be 30 minutes of uh, trailers anyway. So that was my review of 2019's Pet Cemetery. Please, everybody, let me know what you think. Let's start this conversation down below or wherever it is you're going to be commenting. You can send me a message if you'd like. I don't really care. Um, I, all I think I do care about is what you thought of the movie and what you have to say. Do you agree with me? Do you feel like this is going to be an underrated um, cult classic later on down the road? I think like it has the potential to do that. Um, gosh, I feel bad I didn't even mention the director's names. I don't even know who they are, honestly, though. So <laughs> they are, um, the, the direction was great. Um, hopefully they become better names, uh, bigger names, and hopefully they get more projects. Hopefully this isn't a stain on their career. I really enjoyed this movie. I hope audiences maybe give it a second chance. I hope fans of the original Pet Cemetery maybe see where I'm coming from and maybe in the future not hold um, the original versions of Stephen King's movies against any sort of remakes that they might do. Um... And I hope that anybody who agreed with me got a lot out of this review, and I hope I was able to um, shed some light on the film for you. So, like I said, yeah, let me know down below what you thought. Please hit me up with any comments, suggestions, concerns, criticisms, anything that you have. Let me know what you feel about the podcast um, format for doing movie reviews. Uh, even though this is getting pretty long, I already have a feeling that I'm going to like this better because I was able to get out everything I wanted to say about the movie, and I feel like we have a lot of content here to go forward so let me know what you thought down below and as always you guys take good care of yourselves and i will be seeing you all again real real soon